Now, the young man I have sitting across from me, yes. I'm, I'm going to say young man because we're, I think we're probably exactly the same age, so I'm saying it uh, as a joke. Okay. Um, we got into the league together. We were rookies together, um, and we got broken in together with Mark Royals and Tony Mayberry and a couple other guys. Sure. Uh, Steve Christie in the house. How you doing, brother? Great, man. Great to you see you. You doing good? Fantastic. Still in shape, too, 1990s. Man. Like, just seems like yesterday. <laughs> Some of it seems like a long time ago, and then yeah. other parts of it you're just like, man. Correct. Yeah. Crazy, it goes crazy so stuff. fast. How yeah. many years? Did How many years did you get? I told you said seven. I said twelve. I said with the bucks. Fifteen. Fifteen. He got. Wow. That's crazy. So ninety to what year did you stop? Uh, oh four with the Giants. Okay. Wow. So you played wow. with the Giants. So Tampa, Buffalo, who else? Chargers for three, and then. Uh, I don't remember the Chargers. What it's okay. Nobody remembers Nobody. the Chargers. <laughs> Seriously. We were eight and eight every year. Nobody remembers. Yeah, right. that's yeah. true. Well, Philip Rivers was still there. No, it was uh, Drew Brees with Doug Flutie. Oh. Okay, that's right. And they, Dougie never got to play because Drew nope. was getting ready. Yeah, then yeah. Drew got hurt, um, and then they went with Rivers. That's when I went to the Giants. Doug Flutie, wow. I was across from Doug Flutie when I was with the Eagles, and he was with the Bills. And uh, I don't know, if, what, were you there were oh, you yeah. with the Bills in 98? I was there uh, 92 to 2000. Okay, so when you guys came to Bethlehem to, to, to play us when I was in Philadelphia. Yep. Well, Doug Flutie's sitting across from me, and I, I look at somebody and I go, whose dad is that? <laughs> and I go, dude, that's Doug Flutie. I go, what? Yeah. Like, if, if Doug Flutie walked in here, you couldn't convince anybody's NFL football player. No way. No. What I mean, no way. Right. What I'm talking about, the most unassuming guy, like, knock to knock Don, Don Pablo. Pablo. <laughs> <But> <laughs> look at Don, the look. <laughs> Don Pablo looks like he belongs in the league more than Doug Flutie. Not okay. to knock Don no, Pablo. No, I get it. But I kind of did a little bit. Doug right kind of looks like a trainer. Like, he if does. somebody goes down, yeah. bring in Dougie. Like, yeah. how the hell did he, he – and he stayed healthy. He didn't get he's hit. He's shifty, man. Yeah, he he's, didn't get hit. There's not much to hit, yeah. and he ran, he ran himself out of trouble all the time. All the time. And they always said, well, he's too short. He can't see over the line. That wasn't a problem for him because he wasn't looking down there anyway. He was right. brilliant. He yeah. was a brilliant just athlete. just take off and get 20 out of nothing. Yeah. Right. You know what he turned into? He turned into, like, a you know a bat can't see? And, yes. he, and he develops other senses? Correct. That's what Doug Flutie did. Like, he couldn't see, therefore he was looking around people, and he just knew where everybody was supposed to be. And as an athlete, for me, I'm just, I'm in awe of somebody that small and be that competitive. Because I heard that Doug Flutie, everything he does, he's fantastic. Sure. Like, everything he his, his competition level is, is crazy. Now, you 15 years, you have to have some ups and downs, obviously mostly up if you play that long. Uh, you see Aguayo, what he's going through. Mm-hmm. Let's just start with Aguayo, okay? For a rookie uh, kicker to be drafted as high as he did, first of all, I think that's a problem to, in itself because of his expectations. So, sure. yep. What would you have said to him last year or this year when he was going through the tough times? Well, most kickers do go, they, you know, a bit of a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You, you're in rhythm most of the time, but every once in a while you get out of, you get out of whack sure. and you have to address it. The, the key here, though, is having a really, really short memory. And mm. when I was in Buffalo, not specifically with me, but, you know, if we had a bad game or something would happen that didn't go our way, resilience. Sure. And that's what he always preached, and that's the thing, especially as a kicker or even a corner or mm-hmm. a quarterback. You know, kickers are different, different because we have to wait a long time to get back out to redeem ourselves, whereas a quarterback throws a pick, he's back out in the next series. He, right. can, he can take care of things that way. You get burnt deep on a route as a corner, mm-hmm. you're back on the field again in the next series. So well, I got, mean, I don't know. like the way you omit, omitted offensive linemen, first of all. <laughs> okay, let's just say you that. Guys never, you guys never messed up? <laughs> okay, but, you know, that's not true. Uh, but, okay, I understand, <laughs> I understand the kicker thing, but you get a chance to go on the sideline and think about it a little bit. Think about when you're in the middle of a series and you're in two minutes and you're just throwing the ball, 
and the dude across from me just whooped your ass to last play. Right. And that happens, okay? Right. You got to get right back. You got to go there. right back to the and line, and you got to go, now what? Yeah. And you got to figure that out. You know sure. what I mean? And that's the tough part in, in athletics in general, and short memory is essential. But it's just about being pre- prepared, I believe. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is being a kicker, you know you're going to miss. The, and, you know, going – and when I went from Tampa to Buffalo, I knew that my stats would drop because I'm kicking in Ooh, the snow yeah, and yeah, the wind and the rain yeah. and all that. You've heard all that. Sure. But at the end of the day, I also knew my stats would drop. But, again, what am I going to do after I miss? I'm going to make the next one. There period. Sure. Period. But that's con- mental. That's confidence, though. But you, yeah. were, you were already to the point where you knew you were going to make it. Aguayo wasn't there. <laughs> He wasn't there. He never made it there. You got to have swagger. You got to have people well say said. it's cocky or whatever, but whatever. it's thick skin, man. You yeah. got to be able to do this in front of 80,000 people. And Correct. if you mess up, 80,000 people, your own fans are going to boo you. Right. So Correct. you much rather hear the cheering. It's one or the other. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, when I was my rookie year in Tampa, my first miss was at home against the L.A. Rams. Mm-hmm. And I had missed all camp, uh, made all my kicks in Detroit, I guess. It was only our second game. Mm-hmm. And I missed a 32-yarder. And 80,000 or whatever, how many we had in the yeah. game, that was arguable. But No way 80,000. No, we never, we never played in front of 80,000. <laughs> not one time. But I missed. And I said, you know what? It was a chip shot. It's a, you know, I, I see it in my sleep. Mm-hmm. But after that miss, it's like, what am I going to do after Correct. this? Correct. I made, I don't know how many in a row. Yep. But, but, I, but I realized if I don't make the next one, then I'm really not cut out for this job. Mm-hmm. So and what that's you, what you have to tell yourself. So what do you think Aguayo's going? What do you think he was going through that got – I mean, he was like, what, the best kicker in the history? Was it of Florida State or was that like y- – Yes, so uh, statistically. It, it doesn't translate, but why? At all. Nothing you, nothing, nothing. you do in college translates to the NFL. Right, it, so just, that's the way it is. Mentally, nothing. as a kicker, how does he go from that to – I can't – hit anything i mean the rut got deep the rut got so deep that it was very difficult for him to get his his swagger back to Mm -hmm. get his game his confidence back to where it should be to compete and um i mean the the hard part of it is is he's a second round pick right that's the hard part and he's always going to be a second round pick and and it's always going to be that's a bust like if he was a seventh round pick it wouldn't be as big a deal right because and listen you know everybody i was a fifth round pick okay so if I didn't make it, eh, not a big deal. Well, you know, for you and I, if we didn't make it, we're going back home. We're going, going to go play, to play in Canada. Canada. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was drafted in the first round by Edmonton. And mm-hmm. I was a second pick from the BC Lions. Yeah, I was, second pick in the I was sixth yep. for Edmonton right behind yep. you. And so I knew I had that as a backup. Mm-hmm. But after 12 rounds back then, right. yeah. nobody that's picked me. That's true. And Tampa calls out oh, of nowhere. Oh, you didn't get picked in 12 rounds? No, I was a free agent. Holy sm- I mean, well, played I w- 15 years. Dude, well, that's, that tell you? that's the thing. But I went yeah. to a football factory, uh, William & Mary, where we, yeah, we yes. put out guys weekly into the out. pros. Right. Yeah. Give me another name. Sean McDermott. Okay. Who? Head coach of the Bills. Oh. Mike Tomlin, head coach. <laughs> we do. We have a oh, lot more coaches than players. Well, yeah. you guys are very cerebral football players. Yeah. Did you play App State? Yes, we did. did not, not, not a lot. We're more yeah. uh, Ivy League. Was Mark Royals there at the time? No, we never played against Mark. Never got, never got to play against him. Well, Mark's old. Mark's He's a little older. bit older. He's older than us. He's older than well. He's still a great hair though. Yeah, he looks. He looks younger than he we do. He does look young. Absolutely. Is he fifty? Oh well, I'm turning fifty, so he's got to be. A, uh, when do you turn fifty? November. I'll turn 50 in July. In July. You feel good? I feel all right. I had a little health scare a couple years ago. Last time I saw you talked about you had a little fight with cancer. I had cancer and. um, Uh, Of? uh, Rectal. Okay. Oh, no, that didn't sound like fun. No, it was not good. No. And, uh, you know, I have my good times and my bad times. This week was bad. Are you you out of the water now? I'm out of the water, but I'm going, you know, I go back and I get checked in three weeks and it's just ongoing. Ongoing. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing about it. I'm a, I was a pro athlete. I'm, 
still fit, still yeah, lifting, sure. still doing this, that, cancer the other. It didn't care. matter. Cancer doesn't. It doesn't. Care. It, it doesn't, still got me. It doesn't matter, it doesn't does it? Doesn't care, no. And listen, we 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 keep on worrying about what gives us cancer, what doesn't give us cancer. Babies get cancer. Yes. Yeah. So yes. so it's not about what. It's not. It, like that food's not giving you cancer. No. You, you're not gonna get cancer because you drink out of a plastic bottle. Right. It, Cancer is just going to pick whoever it wants. It's, yep. it's, un, it's unfortunate. It's all kinds of things. How scary was that, though? It's, I mean, at a scale from 1 to 10, it's got to be 10. Well, the thing is, well, okay, to get into it, um, literally, uh, <laughs> you go in for a colonoscopy. Okay. Which, you, know, you don't do it until you're, what, 40? I have have you're supposed to do it at 50, but 50. I got diagnosed at 46. Okay. So, 46, 47. So, you go in there, and they put you in twilight, so you're kind of knocked out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the results weren't good. There was a 10-centimeter tumor in there. And, uh, you know, I didn't really didn't think anything of it. So you didn't know it. anything yeah, before no you went just, just, just some blood. Okay. okay. That's it. But yeah. didn't think anything of it. Right. Sure. So then uh, you're still kind of whacked out, and the doctor tells you you've got cancer. It's going to take about a year to go through your treatment. It's oh, going to take about three or five to get sorted out after that. And I'm in uh, two and a half right now. So you're going through chemo? Or no, I'm all done that. I did, I did chemo, did. radiation, two surgeries. Jeez. It was not cool. No, no, not that cool. doesn't. Okay, that doesn't. But you do. Hey, you know what? You do what you have to do. Right. You yeah. fight it. Correct. And I'm still fighting it. Yeah, that's man. it. That's God it. bless you, brother. God bless God, you. We're all, we're well, that's all part of the, you know, you come back after these things. And you, and you learn from your experience, whether it's playing ball or in mm. college or whatever. You learn. Yes. You, it puts things in perspective, too. Oh, yeah. Because, because once again, you can have all the money in the world. But yeah. You can have the prettiest girl in the world. But you right. can't buy yeah. yourself out of it. But no. i tell you what. Your health, without your health, all the rest of it's almost irrelevant. Sure. If you don't have your health, you wake up in the morning, you don't feel good. It's not good. You know, we're seeing people dying all over the place. Ralphie May just died the other day. God. Um, he was a fan of the uh, a friend of, of the sure. station. Of sure. Uh, and it just seems like we're at an age now where people are just going, man. And uh, you, just, you, gotta, you have to understand that. Uh, to enjoy the day. Mm-hmm. You enjoy the day, and, and i got to say this. I, I've been involved with a charity in, in uh, Rochester, New York, called Camp Good Days and Special Times. It's a cancer camp for kids. And I came in, when I signed with Buffalo, I came in for Scott Norwood. And Scott had this charity set up where he would donate money for every field goal that he made. Sure. And Denny Lynch, who was PR with the Bills at the time, said, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to take it over for him? I said, absolutely. And we're still donating money to them. Very cool. Good for you. Yeah. Now, awesome. I have to ask you this question. You're, you're good friends with Scott Norwood. Yes. What is he – how is he viewed in Buffalo? Fans love him, but every once in a while I – I just saw him up in Virginia last okay. weekend. We did a, a promo with uh, Bill's backers up there, and uh, somebody always has to bring up the wide right thing. Always. Even right in front of him. Right in front of him, and right in his face. I just shake my head. I and know. this type – yeah. well, this time I, I was there, and I backed him up, and I said, look, you know, Come 47 on, yards off the grass. Yeah. And Thurman, Thomas, and, and Daryl Talley, a lot of those guys have said in the past, we could have done a lot more for of Scott course. to leave him hanging out there with that. Right. And that's what I told the lady. I said, you know what, it's not, it's not a chip shop. And Scott Norwood, and it's a shame because he had a fantastic career. He did. In fact, he had a great year following that. Really? The Giants and game. that's yeah. hard. Yeah, it that's was so hard. hard. And I, I, listen, we always joke about kickers, okay, because a kicker in a locker room right. is, is, is his own entity, kind of, in a weird way, because well, yeah. when we're going to meetings, you're just by yourself. I go home. Oh, yeah, well, not in Tampa. When I was in Buffalo, sure, I right. went home. Yeah, Marv would say, "Well, you just come back when you need to, you know, get your lifting in. Yeah. This is when we kick. <laughs> right. Sit on a golf cart. Yeah. I'll practice. All the it doesn't big, make sense. All the big guys like you would come over and say, "Hey, man, like uh, I wish I could sit on the golf cart, but I don't want to do what you do on Sunday. No. And I said, "Granted, you can sit here whenever you want, right. but on Sunday, sure, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love this. Okay, I love when a non-athletic person, and this, that's not non-athletic, not in the league. Okay, I love when per- people say this. 
all he has to do is kick it yeah. through the, the goalposts. Yeah, all right. Have you done it? Yeah, it's not easy. Have probably. you done it? No. Like, I, like I, how, how, how long of a field goal can you kick today? Now? Yeah. Oh. Like I right now. I wouldn't even 30. attempt it. You wouldn't try it. No, like you scare your leg would come off. Well, I'm thinking other things may get oh, Other things might well, get Well, the surgery is okay. 20 yarder, you could probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably, 20, yeah. But not like a 50. But no, there, was a, there was no time where I can consistently kick a 30 yard field goal. That's, no. It's a hard thing to do. And I, you always compare field goal kicking to golf, okay? Oh, yeah. So you, and you say, how, you ask, how can that happen? Sure. Well, how does, Dave, uh, how does uh, uh, David Duval go from being a great golfer to not figuring it out ever again? He was the top of the world. And nothing happened to him physically. He just mentally, when he got up to the ball, was a different thing. And yep. that's the same thing in really not just kicking, sports in general. Mm-hmm. Like when you do mess up, you have to always go back to square one and your basic and your fundamentals. Exactly. And you'll be all right. Yep. But it's, it's all up here, man. That brain is You've got to wash it clean, and it's hard. And mm-hmm. A lot of guys can't wash it, and that's why they don't last that long. They don't last You've, you've got to be able to take the good with the mm-hmm. bad. Everybody rides high when you're winning and, Correct. you know, you're – you're knocking the heck out of every ball, and, mm-hmm. and it's perfect, but that's not always how it, it is. It doesn't work that way. And when it, when it goes down south, you've got to figure out how to get back up. Yeah, and kicking, kicking a ball in the, in, the, in the park with your mom watching yeah, is not the same. No. There's 80,000 fans. And, and listen, my, the last thing I did at Indiana, uh, we, were playing in the, um, we were playing Purdue at home. If we beat Purdue, we're going to the Liberty Bowl. Anthony Thompson was our running back. He was going to win the Heisman, and we got to the – 16-yard line, brought our kicker on to win the game, oh, no. and he misses the kick. No. And that's that's how my career ended, uh. okay? So the last thing I did, I was a captain. Me and Anthony Thompson were captains. I had to bring the, the old oaken bucket into Purdue's locker room while they're celebrating and hand it to them. No. Then I had to come back into our locker room, and uh, no. Scott Boniel, his name was. You remember Scott Boniel? I remember Chris, his was brother. The, maybe it was Chris. No, was there two of them? Oh, I know Chris. Was he from Indiana? Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, one of the Bonials, okay? Yeah. I remember him. I remember his face. There's not enough money to be that guy. Well, it's like the Gators yesterday. Yeah. Miss exactly. Next extra point, yeah. and that's it. That's and it. the game comes down yeah. to that. Yep. And that changes your whole season. Or the Buccaneers with three missed field well, goals from yeah, the Well, yeah, yeah. That changed the game. And now the Bucks right now, they can't figure it out, and they got to find somebody. And we found Steve somebody. Christie's not right the guy. Here. Martin well, Gramatica's not the guy. Well, maybe and, a combination uh, of the both of them. Maybe, no doubt. <laughs> well, how do people get in touch with you on social media? Are you doing social media a little I'm bit? I'm on Facebook. That's about it. There Facebook you go. Facebook and LinkedIn. That's there it. There you go.